0: You just get the show on the road what's the deal
1: Hey and welcome to for the podcast this is episode 36 I'm Michael as always here with my good friends Jason and grumpy will. Hey guys,
0: what's up I'm not grumpy just bear
2: (laughs) deal with it (laughs) so what you guys want to talk about
1: all right i want to start with amazon echo
2: okay so we're skipping the follow-up is that what we're doing
1: no we're saving that for entertainment oh okay sounds good all
2: right so what's the deal
1: okay so today amazon released uh two new devices that add on to their echo family um it's the echo dot which just looks like uh if you just sliced off the top portion of the Amazon echo and resold it for $89. And, uh, the Amazon tap, which is like a portable Bluetooth speaker. Um, the tap for me doesn't hold as much appeal because it's basically a Bluetooth speaker with Alexa integration. If you're connected to Wi um, which, you know, if you're, if it's a Bluetooth speaker and you're taking it around and it's outside, I don't think that you would do that. And the Alexa is not always on. It's pushed to ask or push to talk, oh, which true. I think takes away a lot of the, the benefit of Alexa.
2: Is that why they call it tap? I guess so. It's good naming. Yeah.
1: And uh, the Echo Dot, I think, is more interesting. Um, it's basically the Amazon Echo without the huge uh, speaker. Um, so it has like a little speaker so it can still respond to your requests. Um, but it has an audio out. So if you would like, you can hook it up to your own speaker system, which I mean, that's okay, but I think the more, the more compelling thing is that you can basically just pop these around your house. I mean, at $89 a pop, um, it's not a great deal, but, uh, I don't know. I bought two of them. How about you guys?
2: Well, so for the echo, right. Or for for like the regular echo. Um, there's hmm. just one speaker compartment, right? Like a big one? Or is there a small one and a big one, and it only uses a small one uh, for Alexa, and it uses the big one for like music?
1: No, it's just one.
2: Okay. So I also pre-ordered this when I could. Um, I, I found a loophole around the... Uh, this is only available on Alexa, which I don't have any products that use Alexa, so it's hard for me to pre-order. But I found uh, a post saying that you can use the Amazon iOS app to pre-order them. So I pre-ordered too, and I'm really curious to see how they are. But um, I'm a little worried that the speakers weren't going to be very good. I don't know. What do you What do you think? I mean,
1: are, what are you going to use it for?
2: Not not necessarily for music, but just for like, uh, you know, asking Alexa questions or having it do things for me and have it talk to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. Okay, here's what I use. My Echo Four on a daily basis, so I'll wake up. I'll have it turn on the lights. Um, ask it to read like the daily briefing or like daily news. Uh, ask it to turn on and off other lights, and that's pretty much it. So I don't use the like. I don't ask it to play any prime music or stream anything else. Um, so. I don't know. I don't think the speaker is that necessary and I mean it was only it's right now it's eighty nine dollars, right? Which is ten dollars more than I paid for Echo, but that was kind of like a limited edition price.
2: Oh the Echo is $79. Um, Uh no, no, ninety
1: nine dollars. Sorry. I think uh, I reversed it. Oh okay. Um it's ten dollars cheaper than than the Echo was at launch. Oh gotcha. Um but uh, I don't know. I don't think that you I think the speakers will be good enough to use it if you want to as an alarm and just to get feedback that like, OK, I turn on the lights or, you know, no, I can't do that.
0: So I have a question. Do you need to have the Echo to use these smaller uh, speakers or actual micro smaller microphone I don't because think so. I could see a use for this if you were to, say, hook one up to each of your Sonos speakers if you had it and you didn't have the Echo uh, as a way to having Alexa throughout your house um, in case you didn't have the larger, more robust Echo that's supposed to work throughout the home. So I, yeah, I so, I don't think
2: that will work, right?
1: Yeah, the problem with that is it would require you to have your Sotos playing line in all the time. Right. Um, So it wouldn't be as cool. I mean, it would be nice, like, let's say you want to play Amazon streaming music and use your voice, which I don't know. I think it would be more helpful if Sonos um, did some kind of integration with Amazon Echo slash Alexa, where you could voice control your Sonos rather than having like a line in solution into your Sonos. Also, there's
2: only one. One Sonos speaker that has Line-In, right, which is the Play 5? Yeah. So, I mean, most people probably don't have the Play 5. And then, yeah, again, the same thing. Like, I don't think that you can just plug the Line-In and then talk to the Alexa and then ha- or talk to the Echo and then have Alexa's voice come out of a of Sonos that's not already turned on and playing Line-In.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So, I mean, I, I thought about that because, uh, you know, I have a bunch of Sonos speakers all around. And I thought, well, I don't really need the speaker if I can connect it to my Sonos. but then I kind of thought it through, and I don't think it's going to work. But if I could, that would be ideal.
1: Hmm. I, I just think they need to announce integration. Like, uh, they just announced this whole thermostat integration today, um, with a whole bunch of different uh, different companies, including our favorite one, Nest.
2: Yeah. So that's why I'm like really excited for the Echo. I guess like it's it's been really popular amongst like the uh, tech geeks and like the podcasts that I listen to. A lot of people are just getting Echoes. And, and hopping on the Echo train, I guess. Um, and uh, For
1: the podcast, we were first.
2: Yeah, I remember talking I about it. I believe the Echo is dumb. Well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I mean, for $89, I feel like I could try them out and see how I like them. I really didn't feel like that.
0: Why do I really want the Echo, though? Try well, to sell me an Echo. Why do I want one? Well, Mike should try to do this.
1: Okay, so, well, here's the thing. If you don't have wemo switches if you don't have hue lights if you don't have things that are integrated with like if this then that um then the echo probably isn't that compelling for you because it's, it's not a good like sell i said job
2: mike
0: <laughs> Yep, man we're done here okay <laughs> thank you so it's probably
2: not for you if you don't have all these things
1: <laughs> exactly it's not
2: you should probably not work at a uh, used car uh, used car lot
0: yeah you're, like, you're, you're now, you know what
2: this car might not be for you uh, this car <laughs> might also not be for you.
1: Okay, well, let's see. Do you have Do you have anything home automated?
0: Nope. Don't really have an interest to do so.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it might not be for Will.
2: Uh, I'm not sure if it's for me. I, for me, like when I saw that it was uh, able to control the Nest this week, that's kind of something that I've been waiting for, uh, like HomeKit support for the Nest for a long time. And so if... I have a thing that I can just say like, "Oh, it's too cold. Turn up the heat," uh, without having to necessarily get my phone um, to turn the heat on or, or walk up to the thermostat like a, a savage. Then uh, uh,
0: it's so hard. Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: it's yeah. See, the thing is, it's not that it's not hard to do, but it's so much easier to do it with Alexa. Like once you've done that, you don't have to go into that. Like, well, okay. First of all, yeah, you can just walk up to it. But, you know, opening an app and then waiting for it to load and then like doing what you need to do is so much slower than just using your voice to raise the temperature a few degrees or turn on and off lights. And with, with Alexa, I can group Wemo lights and Hue lights and whatever together in like one bunch. So, you know, my kitchen lights are controlled with Hue and my living room lights are every, every other switch is, is a Wemo.
2: Can you and change so you the can... color of the lights with Alexa? Mm, actually,
1: I don't know. I haven't. I've never tried to do that.
2: Okay, sorry. Sorry for interrupting.
1: Yeah, thanks. You said you would talk less this episode.
2: I am talking less. <laughs> no. No, you're not. Oh, okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was saying anymore. It's over.
2: Okay, well, one question that I have, um, and this came out—it it was news this morning—somewhat uh, unrelated, but. Um, apparently while apple is kind of battling the fbi over encryption issues uh amazon announced that they actually are removing encryption altogether from its kindle fire uh platform uh and so that that doesn't necessarily mean that uh i I don't know whether the echo uses encryption at all and and it's somewhat related you know just because it's amazon but Mm -hmm. i mean the echo it's technically listening to you all the time, right? I don't know what it's transmitting to Amazon, like if it's transmitting everything to Amazon and then just discarding it, or if it's only listening for the one keyword and then it'll only start transmitting once it hears it. I'm, I'm not sure. But if Amazon is going to kind of remove encryption from its devices, uh, does that concern you at all? That you have a device that's always listening in all over your house?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's one concern that I had initially with Echo, that it was always on um, in a way just listening for you know for Alexa but yeah you don't know what it's capturing and sending um, but uh, it's troublesome but
2: turning on your I, lights I is uh, more important than privacy and uh, security
1: in my own home yes okay
2: Okay, that's, that's it um, I mean so th- these come out when March 31st right
1: yeah, end of March, huh?
2: Hopefully, my order doesn't get canceled because I kind of uh, avert, like, avoided there. Yeah. Alexa so the sneaky ordered.
1: way they made, yeah, you said right. They you have to order it through Alexa, but like there are links now where you can even order it through the website.
2: Oh, okay. It,
1: it was just like, uh, well, I don't know if they're official, but you just click on like buying choices or something or oh. uh, something like that, and then you can you can buy them. And I don't think the loophole has been closed, so.
2: So hopefully they don't go and cancel the orders. Um, hopefully not. So we'll see. And maybe in a couple of weeks, uh, we'll have some impressions.
1: Yeah. Oh, you can also order a pizza, Will, with Echo. Now I'm trying to sell you.
2: I can
0: uh, order a pizza on my own. You can or also you can just Alexa tweet, Alexa the, uh,
2: it. You can tweet the pizza emoji in Twitter, right?
1: No, yeah. that's the same thing. That's opening an app versus using your voice.
0: So you mean to tell me I can use my voice to order a pizza?
2: Like on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> one one yeah. step Yeah, I mean, I will say though that um, besides Mike, the only other person that I know that has an Echo is uh, my sister and uh, she has kids and they love the Echo, only because they can like just run into the room and just say, Alexa play this song, and they can just play their favorite song and they don't need to navigate through menus and they don't need to use an iPad, although they're good at that it's just way quicker to have it play songs and they like to kind of uh, Interrupt each other's songs by telling Alexa to play a different song and things like that. So if you have kids and you can and they want to either do that or ask questions or uh, things of that sort, I think it's actually pretty useful.
1: Yeah. So there, will. Not Go told. get kids.
2: <laughs> Not old. Okay. What's next?
1: All right. Well, that was my choice. You guys pick now.
0: Go on down the list.
2: Okay. Uh, I think someone added uh, Vive. Vive? I'm to say it wrong. Uh, <laughs> we even listed that right before the show. Like, how do you pronounce <laughs> this? Apparently, it's Vive. It rhymes with five. So uh, the HTC Vive pre orders uh, started.
0: Yeah. And uh, this was actually brought up by friend of the show, Dave, uh, who I had a conversation with um, regarding. HTC uh, Vive versus the Oculus uh, as a uh, VR option, especially given the pretty close uh, pricing and the Vive gives you controllers. And unfortunately, these two contraptions that you have to have installed above uh, your head's height to get a good gauge of the virtual reality like environment that will be created uh, based off of the dimensions in your room. Um, so it sounded like great, a good deal. Uh, you get these additional controllers, but this setup seems a little bit wonky. And uh, this is really just a dev kit that they're selling as opposed to like a full retail uh, though, of course, early adopters can buy this and use this as their Vive when Vive games start coming out, which was the main thing I wanted to talk about, which is the fact that the Vive has partnered up with Valve, uh, the people who run Steam, uh, which could be m- make it a very good candidate to uh, become a dominant player in the Uh, vr space given the fact that just like oculus to have this you have to have a pretty robust uh, pc and if you are a hardcore pc gamer you know the most likely candidate to have uh, a system that could handle virtual reality most of your games are probably on steam and you'll probably be used to buying games on steam now oculus has said that they are going to release their own like Store to buy oculus games on and most likely those games that store will have uh the games on that store will also be on uh steam but i would think most people would rather just deal with one store i mean you can ask ea how uh their store is going how origin is going uh for its sales versus sales that are done on steam so I just wanted to know what you thought about this versus the Oculus. Especially since, Mike, didn't you pre-order an Oculus?
1: I did. But like I said, I may not even open it. and may just sell it.
2: Um, you should open it and bring it over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, even I mean, so. in terms of what? Like <laughs> Steam store support? Does this convince me to go buy a Vive? No. Um, Like the extra setup where I have to put things on my wall, does it make me more likely to buy a Vive? No. Um, So, no. (laughs) That was easy. Uh, How about you, Jason?
2: Well, I mean, I haven't really considered it at all, only because it's more money than the Oculus, and I'm not even buying an Oculus. So I I don't really know very much about the Vive.
0: Well, Um, to counter to counter about would i buy it uh well if you're a game maker would you put something on the oculus store which only has only has enough eyeballs uh on it for that match the amount of people who own oculuses or do you want to put it on the steam store where people would be like oh okay oh great i can get this oh i have to buy one of these vr things okay i will try this because it's in front of me whenever I like well, open up Steam to play. Okay, again. so
1: you think that having Steam support will convince people to buy the Vive instead of the Oculus? Because I feel like it's it's one it's not like I think you need the VR before you need the the store. Well also I think,
2: like oh sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Second time.
1: I, <laughs> well, I don't know. I just think that, you know, Oculus right now has the mind share of if you think VR, you're thinking Oculus. Or maybe PlayStation VR and Vive is kind of like back there. So yeah, maybe having Steam, you know, in a, you know, whatever Steam Store integration will help. But uh, I don't think it's, you know, someone's going to be on the Steam Store who doesn't have a Vive or an Oculus and is going to be like, oh, I want to play this game that's on the Steam Store. I'm going to go buy a Vive. I think people that want a that want a VR headset will probably already have one or the other. And you know, I'm sure eventually that'll probably be integration for both. You know, down the line, but right now, I don't think it's enough. There's no like software support anyway, so I don't think it's Steam Source is going to really make that much of a difference.
0: Okay, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. And uh, friend of the show actually agrees with my point, well, saying that having Steam as a backer is a big, big key thing for uh, future developers of VR, just based off of the fact that that's where most PC gamers. That's where their gaming centers around.
2: I think that it's nice to have Steam support for sure. I don't know that I buy the argument that like some guy's going to be uh, browsing Steam and see this game and say, "Oh, I need to buy this eight hundred dollars you know device. Let me just buy it and I'll play this game." Right? Like I just unless think it's, it's to...
0: Half Life Three. If it were Half Life Three, that would right, change right, but everything. What I'm saying, like, I think or what Mike is Portal Three.
2: I think what Mike is saying is that like. It's nice to have Steam support, but like at the end of the day, the Oculus store is limited by the number of Oculuses that they sold. And similarly, even if you are on Steam, you're limited, like your market is limited by how many vibes you sold, right? And I don't think there are that many people that are not looking to buy a vibe and then they see a game on Steam and then they say, Oh, let me just buy this thing because it's not, it's not, we're just not there yet, right? Um, and that's kind of like my, my take on this is that, like, I'm sure I really don't care which one is better. Uh, maybe the vibe is going to be better. Um, but at this point, not only do I not have a computer that can run either of them, I'm just kind of waiting to see for the dust to settle. And then I'll see which one is better. And then, you know, the price comes down and it'll hopefully be like 399 or $300 or something like that. And then I can probably jump on.
0: Which next point I wanted to say, I don't think we will see those $300 ones come around until we have, like, integrated graphics that can actually support uh, VR. So we're, we're talking about years from now oh, it, it, uh, because yep. not a lot of people want to make that big uh, additional card purchase, which I think someone put in the notes another thing about uh, VR regarding right. Oculus, actually. Uh, the amount of Mac support that will be out there, which is Zero. how much? Yeah. (laughs) So
2: Palmer Luckey, I think, is the uh, CEO of Oculus. And apparently today he said uh, they'll start supporting the Mac once Apple makes some good computers, which, uh, I mean, I think it's going to take some time. Uh, And and for me, that's that's like a huge hurdle, only because I only use Macs. I'm not going to buy, you know, however much like a $1,000 computer just to buy this $600 thing. You know, I'm just not going to do that for VR at this point, right? If they had Mac support... Uh, and I already have the computer and, and I realize this could take years, but if they had that support and I just have to buy a $500 thing, for example, maybe, right? If it's that cool and I, I kind of want to just test it out. But if it's a computer plus this thing, plus the games, like it, it's just a tough sell for me.
1: So then how about something like PlayStation VR?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, that's Where the
1: graphics probably... may not be as good, but right. it costs maybe four or $500. We don't know yet. Right. But let's say it costs less than $500. You just buy the one thing, you already have a PlayStation. Right.
2: So that, that would be my uh, way of experiencing VR. So I'm actually looking forward to that only because it's, it's somewhat feasible for me to get that. The other ones, are yeah. just not even, I'm not even considering them. I'd love to try them, you know, and that's why, Mike, you should totally open yours and uh, bring it over when you get it. But um, I mean, I'm just not even considering them at this point.
0: I'll be definitely considering PlayStation VR because you don't have the large investment that you have to make. I mean, sure, it may not be the best or the prettiest one on the block, but uh, who, who's to say it, it it isn't? And since the PlayStation already has a huge install base, we're most likely to get uh, a bunch of developers who would be interested in selling it. I'm just hoping it doesn't end up like a lot of other uh, peripherals uh, for game systems which end up like fractioning the user base and making developers less willing to develop for the platform I'm hoping that it is a resounding success and this so-called like next generation of VR actually comes to pass and it doesn't become like a fad like the earlier oh look you ch- you can see polygonal dinosaurs uh, VR. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, the problem
1: with adding on stuff is always, is always difficult, you know, fragmenting the user base, but I think PlayStation VR has got a good a chance as any.
2: So uh, speaking of fragmenting the user base, uh, let's move on to the next category, which is video games. And uh, Phil Spencer apparently uh, was in the news the other day because he, and I'll admit I haven't read the entire article, but uh, he made some announcements about some possibilities about the Xbox One's future. Right. Have you guys read this? Yep. Okay. So maybe you'd like to uh, explain what he said. It's something to do with, I'll just let you explain it.
1: Okay. So I think how consoles have been right now is a console will come out. It will stay in the market for, well, now the most recent consoles have stayed out for even longer. So let's say like five to 10 years. Um, And during that time, technology marches forward while that, box that you buy kind of stays frozen from the time that it ships and they do things like maybe increase the hard drive space make it run quieter but they never really do anything to improve performance until the next machine comes out its successor which is more powerful um and then the good thing about that about about the xbox or playstation nintendo consoles is that Developers have like a least common denominator to develop for. Um, So when you buy a game, you know what you're getting. That's kind of been the appeal of consoles. Um, At the same time, it would be cool to have, you know, maybe a faster processor um, that maybe can load graphics. You know, maybe the draw distance is improved. Maybe loading times are improved. Maybe, you know, you can do extra things that you can't do on, you know, another console. So, So I guess what Phil Spencer is talking about is kind of iterating the Xbox One um, or any console kind of like into like little dot releases where they have uh, you could have upgradable parts. Like maybe you can get a better graphics card or a faster processor or additional storage. Um, And you don't have to wait for that next the Xbox two or the PlayStation five for this to happen. So, Will, what do you think about this?
0: Welcome to the dumbed down PC. I love it actually. Um, it would be great uh, because, like for example, the thing that popped out to my mind was uh, Destiny, which was released for current gen and previous generation consoles. And Bungie, the developer, couldn't do a lot of features that they wanted to do because they wanted to keep everything equal across both platforms. Uh, for example, Mike, you know about this, the vault space. Hey, it can only be so long because we're carrying around the old uh, the old generation. Versus yeah. if there's something like this, uh, sure, you could uh, have the same exact uh, product, but instead of limiting it, you would have more for the more advanced uh, version of the system. Say, for example, hey – You buy one game, and if you have the better graphics card, now you can support 4K graphics instead of 1080p, or you have the longer draw distance. I think it is a great idea. It not only expands the uh, life life cycle of a console, but this would put to bed that whole entire issue that hardware manufacturers have had for the last couple of generations, which is Should we or should we not have backward compatibility? One of the things that uh, Phil had mentioned was, hey, this would be a way for you to continue playing your games and play new ones and have like a more modern experience instead of just having this one console that's stuck, quote unquote, in the past. Uh, I think it's a good thing.
1: How about you, Jason?
2: So I have a question. Did he, did he talk about whether existing console owners can literally upgrade their console? Like, I just want to choose a CPU upgrade, or is he talking about little point releases? Like, they're gonna up. They're gonna release like an Xbox One 2017 edition that has a better graphics card, but it's based on the same compatibility. Like, you can play the same games, right? Uh, but you need. To buy um, so a new what console. he said.
1: What he said was they could be offered optional hardware upgrades in the future.
2: Oh, so so it's already like modular.
1: Sounds like it could be.
2: Oh, that's that allows I mean, that's, the that's console really cool.
1: to keep up with emerging and competing technologies.
2: I, I think that's cool. I mean, I, I generally, as long as it doesn't, as long as they don't have the problem of like fragmenting the um, the user base, it's not like an add on, right? Uh, so if it's just like they can whoever if they come up with Grand Theft Auto six. They can make one that runs better on the hard, on the nicer hardware, but still runs on the older hardware. And it's not too much work on the developer. Uh, I think this is a great idea.
1: So yeah, this is kind of the... It works on PCs, right? You can have a PC, like a really killer PC that can run a game at 300 frames per second or something in at a high resolution with all the settings maxed. Um, and if there's a way that... Um, you know, they could have like an Xbox one and you buy like the plus module or something for graphics and then you could set the plus settings and you know what you're getting. I feel like there's still a way to make it like a console where you, you there's still some like di- discrete steps, like a good, better, best, you know, that you don't have to fiddle with. Oh, let me set like anti-aliasing to 2x or 4x. Right, um, yeah. But then I have to turn down my resolution. We hope you know, that I like
0: automatically know.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a way that, you know, consoles could innovate there where they could set have settings like you have this and this. So your settings should be this and it'll you don't have to mess with anything. It just works. You get the benefits of the hardware that you buy um, and the software knows already what to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, it sounds really awesome. Um, on the PlayStation front, there's some update there, right? There's a software update coming out. I think they've released uh, yes, a beta so- version.
0: In fact, I'm part of the beta uh, test for it, and there's not really that much to say about it, except for one thing that is great. You can actually go online and say that you're offline, which is something (laughs) that you've been able to do with uh, Xbox Live for years. So so you
1: you basically want want to hide from us.
0: Well, yeah, if you want to play something solo and you don't wait, want to wait, be bothered. On.
2: So so yesterday when we were supposed to record our podcast and you were nowhere to be found and you said, oh, something came up, were you really playing PlayStation but offline?
0: That's none of your business. Okay. No, thank you very much. To keep out of my personal affairs. Okay. Wait, so do you already have
1: the ability to do this?
0: I don't know what you're talking about right now. Yeah, he am said I he's in the, the beta program, I right? I currently wow. may be playing Destiny right now.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, well, so another thing that I read uh, is that the next PlayStation update is going to bring um, like streaming ability to the Mac and PC, right?
0: Yes, which is actually part of this update. However, they did not include it with the beta test, uh, which, again, is something that Xbox One has already had. Though, PlayStation is allowing this remote play to be both on Mac and uh, PC. So, Xbox uh, you is only to- PC? Uh, xbox is only pc through the xbox app uh for windows do they yeah. allow it on seven or is it just 10 and above i think it's only i think it 10.
1: might be just 10
0: i think it's just 10
1: yeah yeah but it works so flawlessly like you were the one that told me about this will and yeah. it works great
0: <laughs> so i'm hoping that that works just as well on PlayStation 4 a whole lot better than its remote play, which if you have a PlayStation Vita, you can have the Vita right next to the PlayStation 4 and try doing remote play. You will not have a great time.
1: I fear that it's going to work like remote play on the Vita and be
2: kind of crappy. I mean, this sounds like something that uh, the ex- like Microsoft would do well, right? Yeah, um, and, and Sony so- would not. Yeah. I mean, I I'm looking forward to this only because like I said earlier, I only have Macs, and so I can't do it on the Xbox, but if I could say Karen's watching a TV show or or she's like studying or something in the living room and I want to play a video game, right now it's it's not too bad of a solution. I just play with the uh the gold headset on and so she can't hear anything. Um but it would be nice to be able to play it on my iMac in the other room. Uh so we'll see. I'm not I have my fingers crossed. I'm not too uh no, I'm a little skeptical. so this
1: just in will just sent us a message of a screenshot that he is indeed offline playing video games while recording the podcast.
0: <laughs> and I had a beer in my hand, too. I knew
1: it. I knew I could hear some some random noises on his I end. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to have to clean that up. <laughs> Actually, you know, you know what? You're going to clean that up this week.
2: Nope. Don't know how. Will? he's going to edit. I'm offline. <laughs> <laughs> OK, and the last thing on the list uh, for video games no man's sky finally has a release date
1: and now nobody cares.
0: Yep. I'm like fictional game. All right. Yeah. Great. I, I
2: do not care
0: <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um,
2: okay, so for those that don't know, it's a game that I think they released it or they announced it two E3s ago. Right. <laughs> so about yeah. a yeah. year and a half, I don't know. Uh, and, uh, it, it got huge buzz. And then last year they kind of showed off more of it and it got huge buzz again. Uh, although some people kind of started getting a little skeptical, um, I actually saw, so I, I follow Jeff Kanata on Twitter, and he said that he got some uh, playtime with the actual game, and he can't wait to share his impressions uh, on the next podcast that he records. So I, I will you know, at least listen to that and see what he thinks. Uh, but mm-hmm. right now, I, I don't really care too much about this game.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think the the hype train has left. I feel like they maybe it should have been released like an E3. I mean, if the game is good, then... You know then they did a good thing, but I have a feeling that maybe reviews won't be as great as they hope. I hope I'm wrong.
0: yeah, I hope I hope that it does live up to the expectations because I know the it's just been too long and waiting. It's like I part of me is like, okay, it'll be great if they pull this off, but I don't want this to end up being like a Duke nukem forever situation here where we end up with a project and it's like, really, we waited this long for for that? Great.
2: (laughs) I saw a story that said that, like, there's some, like, various alien species in the game, and they all have their own language, which you can then learn. Like, you can learn the the alien language. But, like, that seems like something that sounds cool and like a headline. But, like, I just, the last thing I'm going to do when I'm playing a game is learn another language, right? Like, I have a hard enough time Especially with English. It's
0: a fictional language. I would, <laughs> right. I, it would be great if they were speaking French or Italian, but...
2: Right, that you could actually benefit and you could actually go out and, like, speak to someone using that language, right? Right.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is the kind of game that will have a really, really dedicated core base that may be very small, but really, you know, enthusiastic about it and play it a lot. And then for the rest of us, we'll play it and then kind of move on to the next thing. Agreed. Um, but while my enthusiasm for No Man's Sky has waned, I am so hyped now for Batman versus Superman.
2: That was a good transition there, Mike. I like it.
1: I've well, we had two <laughs> good transitions this episode. Ooh,
2: Okay. Um, um, well, what, what's, uh, causing the change of heart? Each
1: trailer that's come out. I think, I feel like they've done a good job releasing more and more, um, scenes and trailers uh, in in the trailers and i don't know it's it it looks less crappy every time i see it well you guys are not as excited (laughs) i guess Uh,
2: i mean i'm actually so apparently it's not been getting the greatest buzz and people are fearing that it's going to bomb um and that's kind of i was never super interested in it i guess similar to you um, but it's kind of raising my hopes that like, not, it's kind of counterintuitive, but like almost like my expectations are going to be so low that I wouldn't mind seeing this movie and maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Suicide Squad is the more interesting of the two DC movies coming out. But yeah, I mean, it's...
2: When does that come out? I
1: am out? more in than before.
2: When does Suicide, when does Suicide Squad, Squad yeah. come out? Uh,
1: good question. I could ask Alexa. She's in the other room right now. Uh, August fifth.
2: Okay, yeah. I mean, I'll definitely watch it. I, I don't know if I'll watch it in in the theaters or not. We'll
1: Which one? Who's who uh, that? Squad oh, or Batman? Batman. Batman. I feel like that's a you have to watch it in the movie theaters. Movie.
2: Well, so how often do you go to the movie theaters? Like, what's the last movie that you saw in theaters? Star Wars. Same as me. Uh, and like, I
1: want to go see Deadpool. I
2: so I would see Deadpool, like if someone wanted to go watch it, I would go watch it, but um, I'm not like, Hello? you know, like if I wait for it to come it's out on me. DVD, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's R- I want to see it. Okay, well, we can go. We should go. I and mean, if you want to go watch it this weekend, we can definitely do it. I'll just post right. about it in the uh, RB East channel on our Slack.
1: Okay. Instead of just texting me.
2: Yeah. No, no. Wait, who else so, is so, here? So that everyone in RB East can uh, be aware of our hangout.
0: Is there For anyone those else? of you who don't know, that's our group of friends. Yeah. Good job bringing that up on oh, the sorry. podcast. Edit that out <laughs> in the two minutes. Um,
1: Wait, why? Is that like a secret?
0: No, it's just like no one knows who this is in case this was actually listened to by people that were more <laughs> than just our friends.
2: Yeah, the people that nope. listen to it are probably in RB. That's
1: right. And now they know there's an RB East channel that they cannot join.
2: Well, I saw that they created an RB That's West. That's great. No one cares. <laughs> right? They created an RB West. So I was like, well, we should create an RB East. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I think that I would watch it in the theaters, Batman vs. Superman, but I'm not dying to watch it.
1: All right, let's watch it this summer.
2: Okay. Uh, and the other movie that uh, came out, there's a, a big trailer today, I think, right? Yeah, uh, Ghostbusters. What do you guys think?
1: Um, I was I was hopeful just because uh, the, I, I like most of the I like the cast that they that they have selected, um, and, I, and seeing them all together I think will be really good. Um, who's the guy? Paul. What? How do you pronounce his last name? Paul five F- five I don't even know you who know, you're talking
2: about, so I can't help you
1: out here. Sorry. The director of the movie. Oh, let me look it up. Look up
2: how, right, how so you So the director.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean he's done a lot of good stuff. I mean he directed um well he created Freaks and Geeks, I think, right? And then he's he's um directed episodes of I don't know, a lot of like uh NBC shows. I think like pretty much everything on their Thursday night comedy block, like that. Uh, the office and parks and rec and 30 rock. So I feel like I like his style. Um, and that he directed. do you guys watch spy? Nope. nope. So spy also is a movie with Melissa McCarthy, but I think that movie, it was kind of like a, a riff on, uh, you know, any of like, it's kind of like the Austin powers, but with Melissa McCarthy and less, less, less British. But, uh, it was really funny. Um, so, did we figure out how to pronounce his name? Who cares? Fee? All right, there. Sure. Okay. I'm so. Anyways, watch. don't know how to pronounce his name. Love his stuff. Can't wait for Ghostbusters. And I think he's making all the right nods in the trailer to the last, uh, um, to the you know original Ghostbusters. And uh, as you know, I'm a sucker for for nostalgia. So
0: yeah, we'll get th- we'll get to that. <laughs> wait, wait.
2: So, Will, what do you think?
0: I'm going to watch it. I'm excited for it. Trailer in, definitely entertained me. I'm in. In theaters? Uh, in theater. Yeah, probably in theaters. Well,
2: when does it come out?
0: I actually I have no know. idea. So it's, did you guys not watch the trailer? <laughs> no, I did watch trailer. the trailer. Oh, oh, Summer. I don't pay attention to details. Oh, yeah,
2: that's right. So it says, like, who are you going to call? Summer.
0: Summer, yeah.
2: yeah is, <laughs> it almost makes it sound like there's, like, a girl. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, but you're going to call Summer. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I I don't know. I mean, I I remember watching, uh, Ghostbusters as a kid, but I think that as we've established multiple times, Mike's memory is way better than mine is. And I don't really remember much like that. I mean, I generally remember the ghost and the slime and like, uh, the little proton packs, but
0: man, (laughs) I had like the little
1: proton pack with the light on it (laughs) that would like project a little like ghost on the wall. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and I had like the little trap that was like, it had, you know, you could like open it with your like the little yeah, yeah, pedal.
0: Yeah, right, right. You know, the I had, like all that stuff. Comedies. You know that, right? What's that? The Ghostbusters movies are comedies. Like yeah. you'll get a whole lot more of it as an adult than you did as a kid. As a kid, you got it because it was fun. But, you know, because it's like, all right, cool. They're they're fighting ghosts. But it's really just uh, supposed to be just comedy. And there, I would say the uh, first Ghostbusters, especially, is like a comedic masterpiece. It is um, a great movie. I mean, I can watch that. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, two words for you, Bill Murray. Okay. Yeah, I, I would agree
1: with Will on that. Like, at, the movie has, you know, it's a great movie when you watch it now as an adult.
0: Huh. Well, speaking and of the, no idea what I'm talking same... about, Jason, go watch the movie. No, I, yeah, I, I watch not it for
1: the same reasons that you enjoyed it as a kid.
2: No, okay, it's a different reason. So speaking of things that we enjoyed as kids that we may or may not enjoy now. Uh, Man, the last thing thing yeah. on a roll
1: today. Great.
2: Cut it out. Okay. Oh, I was going to say that too, actually. You saw, <laughs> when Will was talking, I was going to say, hey, Will, cut it out. But uh, I didn't. <laughs> we think alike, Mike. Um, yep. So Fuller House came out. Um, on Netflix. Have you, have you guys seen it?
0: Nope. Well, yep. Oh, I've seen clips, and I've seen more than I need to see. Mike, what do you think? Okay.
1: Um,
2: okay, so we kind of
1: had a little discussion about this on our on our for the podcast Slack.
2: Yep, this morning um, or this afternoon.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think you know the show. It, we we ta- we started talking about it because you mentioned that it got picked up for a second season. It did. And Will started trashing the show because how can this like garbage get renewed for another season?
0: But, no, no, um, no, no. That's not the reason why I was trashing the show. I was trashing the show because it's terrible, and I'm like, I'm not going to waste one season, let alone two of my time watching this. <laughs> Have fun, enjoy yourselves. I'm just, okay, it's not so like I, I'm going to be like, no more Netflix ever because they renewed this. I'm just, I just know I'm not going to waste my time with it.
1: Okay, first of all, I didn't say that. Secondly, I think that uh, with this show, Netflix doesn't. Netflix with any show doesn't release ratings, right? They don't release ratings for any of the shows that they're released. So they had, I think, a target in mind for this, like an audience that they wanted to reach. And clearly within the first week, they feel like they reached it or did better than what they thought they would, and they renewed it. So I think for the cost benefit, you know, it worked out in Netflix as they gambled, and, you know, they won. So whatever you may think about Fuller House,
0: or Netflix. whatever every TV critic in America thinks. Okay, so, I mean, are you watching this <laughs> as, like, a saying.
1: critically acclaimed show? I don't think that's why people ever watched Full House, and I don't think that's why people are watching Fuller House.
0: Yeah, but uh, as as I am right now, as an adult, I can't waste my time spending—I can't spend my time on that now, you know? Right, but you like, can
1: spend your time secretly playing Destiny offline while we record <laughs> wow. a podcast. Fuller
0: you House know? really
2: strikes a nerve with uh, Mike. It's—, it's
0: we actually, Mike, you brought up a very good point, which was, you know, it's something that would be great to watch with kids, which, yeah, makes sense because, you know, when I was a kid, I enjoyed it. But as an adult right now who doesn't have kids, I'm not going to waste my time with it. Yeah, right. I, mean, and I, 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 I agree. I love that it's on Netflix because when I do have children, I will watch it with them. Well, I mean, you're probably and
2: not the target market, <laughs> right? Like
0: right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's but you saying. will. We're saying that we were the target market.
0: I'd say we are because there are a lot of 90s references, which when you have your child there, you'll have to say, uh, yeah, Alanis Morissette is this person. Um, this is what they meant by this joke <laughs> but right you're, here. You're going to tell your,
2: your kids about <laughs> Alanis Morissette and Dave Coulier? <laughs> like, you're going to watch Full House and be like, hey, so listen to this song. And L- let me this pause. Is yeah, Alexa, pause. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing that you're going to tell your kids my children,
0: about? I'm not going to lie to my kids. Yeah, I'll tell them. <laughs> uh, okay. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with Mike. When I, I only saw the first episode. Have you seen more episodes, Mike?
1: Yeah, I've watched half of the season.
2: So I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. But I, I think almost like the first season, or the first episode is enough for me.
1: Yeah, I would say so too. Like for for people that wanted Full House back, that are our age, that first episode is just like they crammed in everything they could, even like the intro where they do the special guest appearances. So that's where, um, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen redid the theme. Um, and I mean, it just like oozes nostalgia. Like they have all the old clips of like all the girls growing up. And I think when I was reading an article on Variety uh, with the creator Jeff Franklin. I think he said, you know, he wanted everyone to know that, like, America grew up with his family. So, uh, you know, they really take advantage of that. Even, like, with the like the special get—did you watch the the intro of the first episode, Jason? Yeah, I did. Where they have, like, shot-by-shot, like, remakes of, like, uh, Danny, Tan- Bob Saget, and uh, I can't even—I just think of them as full house characters again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of Uncle Joey and Jesse and Becky, Becky's intro, you know? They have them yeah, doing yeah, like, the exact that, same uh, thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, right, right. I mean, um, I kind of just thought it was um, – it's not good, right, in terms of, like, like quality or, like, you know, critical acclaim, but it kind of was like a time warp. This is what I said. It's like a time warp into like, 25 years ago, right, when I was a kid watching the same exact show except for everyone who's 25 years older, right? Um, and it's pretty cool, just because they have the same exact actors and stuff like that.
1: Except for Teddy,
2: who's Teddy? Do
1: you remember? Oh, not Teddy. Uh, is that his name? Oh, now I've have... Harry.
2: Harry. Who's Do you remember Harry? Stephanie's one Asian friend? I uh, no, I don't. Is he on the show, or oh, he's not on the show anymore?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he was. He was for a while. It was like Harry Takayama or something. And then there's like one episode where <laughs> well, like I they get.
2: Of, I kind of. There's remember. one
1: episode where they get like married. Um, and I was like, yeah, go Harry, you know, like
2: <laughs> living the dream, Stephanie. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but anyways, apparently after full house, uh, he like kind of fell off the map. Um, so they had to recast Harry, but I think everyone else besides
2: uh, with another Asian guy though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. They okay. did. Yeah. Let me find this. Interesting. Uh, yeah. They recast Harry Takayama.
2: Okay. Um, I mean, I, I just think that like, it was fun to watch for the first 30 minutes or so I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do in the like episode two and three and four only because like they've kind of run out of like the nostalgia, I think. So it, it's probably going to be its own show and you're probably right. Will is probably not the target audience. So I'm probably not even the target audience. Um, so I don't know that I'll actually watch it, but I don't know. I mean, I can see where it has its own niche. So I think they're
1: trying to sprinkle in little appearances, but uh, like with the other cast, like Uncle Jesse will pop in randomly for part of an episode. Um, and then, you know, Uncle Joey will pop in for part of another episode. Uh, so they really got everyone together for that that pilot, um, the right. first episode. It's almost like a reunion. And then other than that, it's it's really the story of, you know, the three girls now um, and their kids. And DJ, and then right? the
2: yeah, oh, yeah. oh the so, three, DJ Stephanie. Okay, gotcha.
1: Yeah, so now they're kind of in that... I mean, the, the premise is so horrible, right? Like, you know, in the original Full House, Danny Tanner is widowed. Uh, his wife passes away, and so that's why all these other guys come in to help raise his three girls. And with Fuller House, DJ, her husband passes away fighting fires. And I shouldn't laugh, but I mean, then, <laughs> you know her sister and best friend end up coming in and becoming like the Uncle Jesse and Joey while she raises three boys. And so it's it's literally just a like a gender-swapped mirror of Full House. Well, it's just like uh, um,
2: Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's how
2: you like how 2016, did that?
1: man. That's nice. I well, like it.
2: So, my, I mean, my problem here is that um, there's just so much good TV these days. Like, yeah. there's so many good shows that, like, kind of like what bear said like we're not the target audience for this anymore um it was mm-hmm. fun to watch the first episode just for nostalgia's sake but yeah. if i have like an hour to watch tv every night it's not going to be fuller house it'll be you know better call Saul or game of thrones or something like that right mm-hmm. so yep,
0: like i will spend my netflix time watching daredevil uh <laughs> right, right. <laughs> season two yeah, right
1: no oh, i agree
2: okay well, I mean, good job on the transitions, guys.
0: Uh, this one is not, <laughs> not so good. Better that I got that out of it. <laughs> yeah,
2: this one, uh, this right. transition well, we to end- the end is not so good, but uh, <laughs> they can not all be. Winners. We ended up making
1: like a full episode, pretty much. Yeah.
2: Ooh. Well, let's cut it short, so we're we're under time.
1: All right. You can follow us at for the podcast forthepodcast um, ForThePodcast.com. Um, and there's an Amazon support link. Where if you do your searches through Amazon, through that search link, search box, uh, we get a little kickback. And I think that's all for this week.
2: All right. Bye. All
1: right, guys. We'll see you next
0: week.
2: All right.
1: Bye. I'll be online, Bear, but I won't know that you are. Don't message me.
0: I don't know what
2: you're talking about. Oh, also, if all you right. guys want to help me out with The Witness, um, I could use some help.
1: Gotta go. <laughs> see
2: you next week. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.